welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poisel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring.
So we're so thankful that you're here with us, and we're thankful that you decided to spend this hour with us this morning. And before we jump in, uh, we just want to let you know we're going to be in John today. We're going to be in Ephesians today. And before we dive into the Word, we'd love it. If you had your Bible, you can crack it open. You can get the Bible app online uh, for free. I like free things. Uh, ask anybody and they'll tell you it. But you can go online and get the app as well and join us in reading with it. If not, we'll probably pop it up down there somewhere. I don't know. We're still figuring this thing out. This is brand new, our first time live streaming. But this has been such an exciting time to say, all right, God, what are you saying to us and how you want to speak to us through it? And the Bible here, we don't believe, is a book about rules and regulations about to earn the hope and love of Jesus. That is not what it's about. The Bible is a love story. It's a love story about a God that loved us so much that when we made a mistake that separated us from the love of God, that he made the decision to send his son, Jesus, to live a perfect life, to show us what it looks like to love people and to love God, but that he died for us. And when he died for us, that wasn't the end of the story. He rose again and seated on high so that we could have a direct relationship with God. And this is that love story. So hopefully that's given you an opportunity to get to John. John 1.5 uh, is a verse that many of you may have heard of before, may, many of you may know, but it's really special and it speaks volumes and we're going to get to unpack it a little bit more this morning. And John 1.5 is the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much. We thank you that you are here and that you are with us. I pray that you would anoint my words today, God. You know who's sitting there in their living room, who's on their phone, who's in their vehicle maybe right now and listening to this message. You know what they need to hear. So help me to get out of the way, speak through me and directly to their hearts. We thank you, God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you want to know the title or somebody who likes to know titles, if you're taking notes, you get extra credit in heaven. <laughs> oh, jokes don't land as well when you're in a living room, but that's okay. Uh, you don't actually get extra credit in heaven, but it helps you remember things a lot better. But the title of this message is Light Up the Darkness. And if you've been visiting with us uh, the past few weeks, we've been in a series called The Blueprint, Paul's Letter to the Ephesians. And Paul was an awesome dude. This guy was persecuted, put in prison for his faith. And in the midst of waiting on trial where he would eventually be executed, he wrote a book to the Ephesians called Ephesians. <laughs> and in that book, he outlines so beautifully what it looks like to follow Jesus. The first half of it is surrounded around what that grace looks like, who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And the second half is now here's how you can go and you can live it out. And to this point, we've gone through uh, books, the book of Ephesians through chapter one, two, three, and a little bit of four. So we're going to be diving into the tail end of four today and into five a little bit through this message. And if I could, I want to kick it off with reading Ephesians 4, 4, 22 to 24. It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Put on your new self. 
and I was sitting and I was thinking about this as I was praying for our time together. And, and what is what is a new self? What does that even look like? And think of it as somebody who's been in jail, right? Maybe you have, but maybe you know someone that has been. Uh, but if you were in jail wearing that orange attire, you know, yeah, it's a matching outfit. You got your little white slides. Uh, you might be wondering, why do I know what the Racine County jail outfit looks like? And yeah, I'm not ashamed to say I've been there. It's been a long time, but I have. Uh, and that's the love of Jesus. That's what he can do. He can change and transform our lives and our hearts and our souls and start to use us in great, powerful ways and use the junk in our past to actually produce some pretty awesome things in our future. But imagine, imagine if that were you and you walk out, you're like, man, I'm free. Today I'm getting out. You've been pumped. Somebody's waiting. They're coming to pick you up and you walk out and you're still wearing that same outfit. And you decided to say, you know what? I just grew so accustomed to this for my time in prison, my time in jail, that this is what I'm going to wear all the time. Man, that would be crazy, right? What if you saw somebody driving around like that, walking down the street? No. What do you do? If you got out, if you got out, the first thing you're probably going to do is say, you know what? I'm getting those clothes off of me. I don't want anything to do with my past. I don't want to be reminded of the prison cell that I was in. I want to move forward into the future. I want to feel good with some fresh new attire. Get some fresh J's. Something. i got to get out of this thing because I'm ready to step into a new thing. And that's what these verses are saying right here. When you accept a relationship with Jesus, everything changes. You don't have to live in that prison cell. You don't have to feel trapped and confined anymore. You now have the ability to live in freedom. And you can put that new self on. That new self is saying, I've accepted a relationship with Jesus. And because of that, he's given me his Holy Spirit that resides within me. He's given me the power, the strength, and the authority. See, there is no condemnation in Christ. I don't care what you did before. I don't care if you're fresh out of jail right now. Somehow you might have... Uh, internet access, and you might be in jail right now watching this. It doesn't matter because Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He died for you because a relationship with Jesus is not about a religion. It's not about earning that love. It's nothing that you can do a certain amount of tasks and be given. No, it is the gift of grace. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. We're all broken people trying to figure this thing out. And Jesus is saying, you know what? I'm going to come alongside you and I'm going to help you. do it. And that's the beauty in a relationship with Jesus. So when we put that new self on, what does that look like? That means some things in our life have to change because we don't want to end up locked up again. It's sad. Statistically within our country, the majority of people that get out end up going back in. But I feel like that's such a good parallel to our lives. The sin struggles that we have, the things that are pulling us apart from God that we tend to slip back into. We find ourselves back there more and more and trying to figure out what in the world can I do? See, but Jesus, Jesus is that light that we talked about. The light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. He is that light. And he's saying, you know what? Come into the light. Just come into the light. You can do it. You can do it. Come here into the light. There's a song by Mosaic Worship that I love. It's called Unknown. And the lyric says, I will walk into the dark to see how the light breaks through. And it's this beautiful picture of what light looks like. Right now, we have lights being able to project this. But if these lights went out, you couldn't see me. And that's, that's an image of what this world is that we live in, where we're surrounded by darkness. But you know what? In the midst of darkness, 
just a small flicker. A little candle burning, a little bit of light can start to light up that darkness. See, but Jesus is like the sun. He's like this big ray. He's like this big light coming in right here to say, you know what? But I can outshine any light. I can outshine any flame and I'm going to shine into that darkness and the darkness can't fight back. And that's what he's calling us to through our relationship with Jesus. We always say at Soul Revival that accepting Jesus is not a finish line. It's a starting point. It's a starting point to an adventure that is incredible, an opportunity to grow because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He wants to use you to change and impact the lives of those around you, but it takes some work in order to do it takes a little bit of pressure. So I think about it this way. We're living in a world where it's okay to, to seek fame. People want to be famous. People want to be known. People want to be seen. But Jesus is saying, look, I want to shine my light onto you so that you can have freedom, so that you can stand in this spotlight, but he's going to give you a frame. And in that frame, you get to decide, are you going to put your face in it so everybody can see you? Or you're going to put a mirror in it so that you can reflect that light. You can either put your faith or your face in that frame. And God's saying, but I want to desperately, you You know what? This light might come to you and people are seeing you and they're seeing that something's different. But if you don't tell them that it's Jesus, if you're not living through love, if you're not showing your hope and your faith and you're not allowing people to see that there's a reason why you've changed, why you're lit up and shining, that's about showing people the hope and love of Jesus. Because there comes a point where someone's going to say, what's different about you? Because there's a lot of false light in this world that'll have us looking for fame. But what are you putting in your frame? I want my faith to shine through. I want people to not be able to see me, but to go, man, that's not TJ. That's not the person that I knew. And I will say, you are right because you're seeing Jesus in me. But it takes a little bit of work to get there. It's not something that just comes easily in our lives. It's not. We're not trying to lie to you. We're not trying to sugarcoat it. Because if we continue to read on here in Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 8 through 10, and we're going to read a little bit of the Bible here because, again, this is God's word. This is his love story. It's letting us know here's how you can live to have the fullness and the glory of God in your life. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. You put on that new self, and now you are a child of light. And Jesus is a light that shines in the darkness. As he's saying, I want to use you to continue that flame, to continue that light beaming out so that lives could be changed and transformed. But you got to know what pleases God. See, repentance, that's a word that a lot of people don't like to talk about. It might sound like, repent. Repent to be saved. And you're like, what? <laughs> I don't want any part of that. I feel ashamed. But there is no shame and no condemnation in Christ. None of it. He's not looking at us and saying, you know what? Repent. He's saying, no, turn around. You're going in the wrong direction because I'm right here. Stop going that way because at the other end of that bottle, of that addiction, of that relationship is hurt and pain and struggle. Don't keep going that way because it doesn't end well. Come back to me. Come here because I want to embrace you. I want to wrap my arms around you and I want to show you what pleases me. What pleases God? He says there's two things you need to do in this life. Love God, love people. 
When you focus on loving God and loving people, it changes your actions. It keeps you from going the wrong direction. It allows you to turn around and come back to God. He's saying, I know, I know it's hard, but you don't have to do it in your own strength. Do it in mine. I'm giving you my power. I'm giving you my authority. I'm giving you my strength. Come on now, just come back. Just come back. Because he loves you and he cares for you and he's got a plan for your life. It goes on to say, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. It's saying don't celebrate. Don't celebrate the things that are going to lead to destruction. But when you get close to that light, man, it can't help but to light you up. That you get to be that light, that you can be that light in the darkness. Because God's not calling us to safety and security. That's not it. He's calling us to be uncomfortable sometimes. He's calling us to say, why don't you step out into the unknown? Why don't you do something that you don't know the outcome of what it's going to look like because you've never been there before? Because if you want to do something that no one's ever done, you got to be willing to go places that no one's ever gone. And that's what we're about. Like, God, sky's the limit. So you might be joining today, and I don't know, you just clicked the link. Someone invited you. You're having a watch party on Facebook. You said, you know what, I'm just going to see this thing. I, I don't know why I clicked on this link. I don't believe. I was there, too. I grew up. My parents were divorced by the time I was five. Alcoholism plagued my family. My stepfather was shot and killed when I was 10 years old. And by the age of 10, I already was addicted to alcohol. I already felt hopelessness. I was already ready to call it quits. Thinking about when am I going to die? I started having suicidal thoughts as a teenager. I thought, you know what? There ain't there. There is not a God out there. No way. Because look at the things I've been through. Look at the hurt and the pain that I've experienced. Why, God, if you are out there, would you allow that to happen to me? That was the feeling that I had. But there came a moment when I had an encounter with God when he changed everything. When he said, you are valuable. You are loved. You are cared for. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. And I love you. And I am the father that will wrap my arms around you. I don't care what you've been through, but I will accept you no matter what. And it changed everything. And there's, there's nothing unique about my life to do that. That's different than yours. Because God loves us all. He loves us all and he has a plan for us all. And he wants to show us that he's got love for us. Even when we don't feel like we deserve it. When we feel like we've made too many mistakes. We've done too many things. There's no way. There is no way God's going to love me. Much less want to use me to impact somebody else's life. That is not true. You are loved. And you are cared for. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. You get to be risen. So Revival Church is about seeing dead things come to life. And you can have that. You can have the glory and the power that God has for you. Be very careful then how you live. 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow because opportunities come once in a lifetime. Sorry about the random tangent, but it's for real though. You might just have that one opportunity to impact that life or the next life or your own life. See, but the beauty about who God is, he'll give you more opportunities, but I don't know about you. I never want to sit on the sidelines. When I think about playing sports or if you're in a play or even within your job, who's giving the big pitch to the boss? Nobody wants to be that one sitting on the sideline. You're like, no, I want in the game. And Jesus is welcoming us in to say, you can be a part of the game. Don't miss out on an opportunity because I'm going to use you to do some miraculous things. If you missed out, out on some of them, though, you know what? Put it behind you and keep moving because he's got more for you. But I'm, I'm living in this moment right now to say, God, right now, how do you want to use me? How about you? How about you? Let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. You got to cut some things out of your life. So you got to convict you in your heart of the things you should and should not do. And you know the things that are going to pull you into a drunken state. Maybe not just speaking of alcohol, but it could be anything. It's when you do things in excess. So it's not saying you can't drink. So I'm just, I don't drink. But I'm telling you right now, it's talking about drunkenness. It's about going too far. Because God's saying that's not a godly thing. But what you can do is praise me, worship me, celebrate me, and you can do it together and you're going to grow because I've given you my spirit and you're going to be able to see me do things in your life that are far better than any other substance or anything else you're trying to fill that void with because he's got you with this plan and with this purpose. Sing and make music for your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love music. And when I think about singing songs, you can think about any moment in your life, you probably have a song that's attached to it. But when you have songs attached to moments of your life that are either praising God, no matter what's going on, it could be a difficult time in your life, it could be a celebratory time in your life, but when you're praising God, that's what's gonna cement that moment. Because when you reflect on it, it's the most difficult times when I've been closest to God. And I get to look back and be like, yeah, he was with me. My childhood growing up, in the time, I wouldn't have wished it upon anyone. And all I wanted to do was get away from it. But I look back on it now and I go, it had to happen. It had to happen so that I can use my story however God wants to see it used. So that people can know they're not alone. We're not coming to you here. We didn't launch Soul Revival Church to show you a bunch of perfect people looking like we got it all together because no one is. We are all imperfect, broken people, but we love Jesus. And we know what Jesus has done in our lives. And we're saying, you know what? You can have that too. You can have that too. And there's a fullness to it. At Soul Revival Church, the, value, the vision that God's placed on our heart is to help people connect to God, discover their purpose, live in community, and love our city. Everything we do is based off of that. So connecting with Jesus, okay, awesome. We're there, but now how do we discover our purpose? What's God want to do with it? But we're better together. So how, how about you come hang out with us and we can figure this thing out. 
But you might be saying, I don't know the next step. That's okay. There's a lot of people in that same position. But we're launching Soul Connect Groups online that we've talked about. We'd love for you to jump in and be a part of it because we've got a lot of people who love God and love you saying, let's do life together. Because then we can step into our purpose. We can live in community and allows us to love our city. The things we don't like about our community, there's a lot of people filled with love and hope trying to make things a better place. But there's still brokenness there. And God's saying, you know what? But I want to use you. I want to use you not to be part of the problem, but part of the solution. So how can we do that together? And right now, as we're sitting in our living room, you're hanging out in yours. As we've been praying these, this past week, we're reminded in the book of Acts. The book of Acts was written by Luke. He wrote the book of Luke. And then Acts, and he's taking down people's recollection of what was taking place from Jesus' life and Acts is after Jesus talks a little bit about his resurrection when he came back and then when he ascended into heaven and what the first disciples, the first followers of Jesus were doing in their lives. But there was this moment of uncertainty right after Jesus had been crucified. They hadn't known that he had risen from the dead yet. Or they did, they knew he had risen from the dead, but he had ascended into heaven. And now they were sitting there thinking, what's next? Because he told them that the Holy Spirit was going to come, that something greater than me was going to come. And they're sitting in this upper room. And I envision it kind of like a living room that some of us are sitting in right now. And they're just waiting, not sure what's going to happen next. Feeling like their life is on pause. Maybe that's you. You feel like your life is on pause right now. Like you're just frozen. See, but the Holy Spirit came in. The Holy Spirit impacted their hearts and gave them a power and authority in God where they weren't on pause. They were in preparation. They were being prepared to go out and speak the gospel. Because Peter went out, he preached a message and over 3,000 people came to know Jesus to be there, to experience that power and that authority. We feel like right now, God's doing something the same way. So we're not sitting in pause. We're not waiting. We're in preparation right now in our living rooms because through the beauty of technology, we can be in it together. We're preparing together for what God has in store. Over a year ago, as Melissa and I were praying over Soul Revival Church, praying to move to this community so that we could start a church that God had called us to so that together we can see lives changed and impacted. As we were praying over the community of Racine and wondering what would the church name even be, we found ourselves praying over the souls of the people in this community and over revival. And at one moment, we stopped praying, we looked at each other and we said, soul revival, that's it, soul revival. That's the name of our church. And we feel as though we had no idea then the impact that really carried looking at this time right now. Because a revival is just getting started. A revival of lives being impacted and transformed, dead things coming to life. You might be here today saying, yep, that's me. I feel something different. I want something more. There's gotta be better. Yes, this is the time. And you don't have to do it alone. We're doing it together. Because light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. And we have the opportunity to light up the darkness. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what's held you back. You get to light up the darkness. You accept a relationship with Jesus and you can light up the darkness. You say, you know what, but I've got so many flaws. That's okay. Tell people about them. 
We don't get inspired by the things that we did so well. It's by our mistakes. It's where we've fallen short because resilience is so important. It's how we get back up. It's how we keep fighting to say, nope, this isn't how it's going to end. We will not quit. We will not be overcome because light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. So I pray that today you would make that decision, that declaration with us to say, you know what? I'm planting my feet in. I'm getting prepared and I'm ready for revival. We thank you for coming and spending the morning with us. We also want to give you the opportunity right now, if you've never made a decision to step into a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's it. There's nothing you have to do, no process you have to follow to have that opportunity. You just have to say yes. You have to believe in your heart that yes, I believe that Jesus lived. I believe that he died and he rose again for me. And you will be saved. Now I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, when I get to three, I want you to shoot your hand in the air. Whether people are in the room with you or not, and you're there on your own, I want you to to make that step, to make that proclamation and say, yes, just say yes. One, you are not alone. Two, you will never be the same. Three, if that's you, would you shoot your hand up in the air? Would you shoot your hand up in the air right now? That's okay. You can do it. And if you're watching online, you can even raise a hand, put a hand up in the comment section you got to share it with someone. We'd love it if you would share it with us too. You can even go to our website and under next steps, click on I have decided because we would love to come alongside you in that decision. You can fill out your name and your email. We won't hound you, but we would just love to connect with you and say, you know what? We acknowledge the fact that you've made the greatest decision of your life and we want to come alongside you with it. And right now we want to pray with you over that decision that you just made. God, we thank you. We thank you for every life that's being changed and impacted in this moment and the moments to come. You have a plan and a purpose greater than anything that we could imagine, but we are thankful for the sacrifice that you made for us, that we believe that you came, you died, and you rose again. And we are thankful that the Holy Spirit now resides within us so we can live with the power and the authority that only you can give. God, we thank you and we praise you for every life that was changed today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope to see you again next Sunday. Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.